Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Sega Station. It's the man that has a nickname, always out to say, with no shame. Wednesday, October 27, 2021. Happy birthday, shout out to my moms. Checking in today, Nick Segalin here. You listen to Sega Station Podcast, Rich, Hot Takes, Letty, my NBA phenom, stopping through today to talk some sports. Got plenty to get to in the NBA with him. Plenty to touch on in the NFL. Wrap up on some Week 7 review. Got some Week 8 picks. The NFL trade deadline is right around the corner on November 2nd. Deshaun Watson headlining those rumors. Joe Flacco already on the move to the Jets as if it couldn't get bad enough already for the Jets. Joe Flacco is back quarterbacking the team for what's going to look like probably a month or so. So that ought to be good. Got some bad beats there if you're a Jets fan. World Series had some good beats last night. Braves got the W. Wild game. One of World Series action. Caught about two or three innings or so of that. Back and forth from the NBA games and whatnot. Plenty of NBA action as well. Got a Thursday night football game, which is severely being impacted by COVID, which is definitely still a thing, wildly, um, as many people continue to act like it's not. Kind of blows my mind to see where everything's at. A lot of great things coming out in the sports world in terms of comments, news from not only coaches, Roger Goodell, saw Seattle Kraken, got their first home win. Carly Lloyd played her last ever game for the U.S. Women's National Team. She had a phenomenal career there and a 6-0 victory for the women's team yesterday. Saw Jabril Peppers is out with a torn ACL and a high ankle sprain for the remainder of the season, so... That's not great. You got 10 NBA games on slate for tonight. World Series Game 2, 8.09 to be exact on Fox. Plenty to touch on in the sports world. Looking forward to doing so today. Rich stopping by here in a few. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Check out my live stream, which is powered by Twitter. Twitch, StreamYard, it's underscore Seggy underscore G. You can always check out the podcast there. And as always, still getting the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Appreciate all love and support. As you always know, I'm trying to spread the podcast around. So any new listeners, current listeners, all that love is certainly appreciated. Especially at a time like this. Right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. Stay authentic and everything will fall into place. It's the message today. Looking forward to talking some sports. Rich coming through. Plenty to get into. Enjoy it. And start with asking you this. I just want to know because I've been seeing so much smoke on this. And we've talked about this here on the pod before. I think there's no doubt about it that there there's some players in the league that are being impacted by this non-foul or non-shooting-like uh, play foul calls, um, including guys like Steph Curry, which, by the way, he's finding a way to figure it out because they're 4-0 and Steph Curry's still balling. There's some guys, you know who I'm going to mention in this regard, James Harden, who... It started out a little bit more struggling in terms of what I thought would happen when he's getting some of his rhythm with foul shots. Um, there's some other guys that clearly need to adjust to the rule, but I'm watching a lot of these NBA games, man, and uh, 
I'm not going to lie, it's a lot different for me with how it was obviously being called. And I do like it. Um, I like that they're not making those foul calls. As you knew, I was always bitching about those foul calls with Harden. So I was trying to get those out of the league. Um, but what I don't like is some of the players' reactions basically causing some some issues where it seems like you know everyone on the floor stops because they think it's a foul. And then you got the other team running down, you know, and here's one thing I, I uh, heard the other night in the telecast that I do think they need to add, which is there needs to be more of a penalty for these uh, stopping a fast break. Uh, you know, I know they have oh, a yeah. clear path yeah, foul, but the, the stopping the fast break thing, just like wrapping some dude up just because there's one guy ahead of it because they, cause they have the clear yeah. path rule to me sucks. So they got to change that. I think they're going to keep this rule because there's a lot of talks of them maybe easing it out then maybe making those foul calls. I see some uh, th- jump shot foul shooters getting called. So it's not like they're not calling any. They're just not calling as much. Um, to give you this exact statistic, dude, uh, I saw that the NBA's free throw attempts are at, I think it was 19.7, 19.5 free throw attempts per game this season, which is the fewest in NBA history. So apparently the new rule is working because they're trying to get games where they're not shooting as many free throws speed them up a little bit and i have noticed that as well so i do think it's a good thing i'm just curious of what uh you think of it kind of going on with guys like steve nash saying that harden's unfairly being the poster boy with these foul calls um i just think that they're calling this universally and guys need to adjust and he's just not adjusting yet yeah it's kind of that um harden hasn't been playing his best regardless of foul rules or not like we've seen harden start out seasons a little slower than he ends up and midway through so foul rules aside he hasn't looked good but i do agree with your last point he has to adjust his game like this rule is obviously going to affect james harden and trey young and a little bit of steph curry but more so james harden more than other people because the rule is made to stop something that James Harden came up with and other people brought to the league. The same thing happened a few years ago with Kevin Durant with the swipe through. Kevin Durant would hold the ball right here, and he'd fake go up. Defender would put their hand in, and then he'd actually go up, and it would be free throws every time. Yeah. And they basically got rid of it, made it not a thing. Guys stopped doing it. I'm so glad you brought that. I'm days, glad you brought that up, though, because there's been other instances in the league because people are like, "Oh, this is so unfair to James Harden." AI with this crossover, Dwayne Wade with a with a traveling situation where they moved from three steps, four step, whatever they were doing. They've changed rules before, and players have had to adapt. I just yeah, think it's he gotten. Will. He will. Yeah, 100% will. you think so? Because I, I think yes, because look, you don't you don't come up with being able to play this way unless you're able to adapt. The reason James Harden started doing those things is because he saw a flaw in the game and he was like, I can make my game better because of that. James Harden was not great because he could draw fouls. It was something that made him even better because he could just score at will and get to the line anytime he wanted. I think the bigger issue with James Harden here could be like, he'll figure out a way to be fine with all this. The bigger issue is just like, is he, what is he like 30, 31 years old? He's, he was never like the quickest guy ever. If you start to lose a half step, like part of that, like get defenders off their feet, that's where he could be hurt. I think it's going to affect him for sure. I'm just, I just want to know how do you feel about the rule? Like you like the rule. Yeah. Yeah. You're in on it. Good. I think I have watched, like, a few Nets games where, like, in particular, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure he got fouled right there. And they're just not calling fouls on some of his – it's tough. It's really tough to officiate because I think the officials in their head are like, oh, I got to be careful of James and Trey with this. And it's like maybe they do a little overcompensate to them because the role was put in place for them. It makes sense, but it's like 
you know, it's tough. It's tough. It's the beginning stages. I don't yeah, think no one's going to admit that the rule was put into place for them, but I completely agree with that uh, take. And it, it, I guess I'm just trying to say I don't think it's unfair because I think they're universally doing this across the league, and I think players just need oh, to get, get used to it. It's not unfair. It's just a feeling out period with it for the officials and for the players. I think it'll be smoother in the, in the near future, but I think it's looked good. It's made the pace of game a little bit better. All right, I wanted to touch on and wanted to ask you this. Uh uh, who who's a four and start are you more impressed with the Golden State Warriors or the Chicago Bulls? And if you had to choose for one of those teams to make the conference finals, maybe to represent their team in the East or West, which team are you more bought in on right now on this start? Um, if I was picking, and I don't think either of these teams are representing their conference in the finals, but if I was picking one of them to. I would pick the Warriors because I see more upside there and like, like, hey, what if Clay Thompson comes back and looks really good? Fair. I don't know how good he's going to look, but so, so my thing with the the Warriors at least here is I have been impressed with the Warriors. Yeah, they beat the Thunder the other night. It was a comeback win, but started the season off against the Lakers with a win. Clippers, yeah, they're without Kawhi Leonard, still a decent squad. Kings beat up on the Trailblazers and some other teams. So, like, they, they've looked pretty good. The Bulls' schedule has been a little bit weaker to start. And I'll tell you what, in a week, I'll be able to speak a lot more clearly on the Bulls. So far, the Bulls have played the Pelicans. They've looked pretty bad so far. The Pistons, they've looked like the worst team in the league so far. The Raptors, not great so far. So, we got – oh, it's, I'm sorry. And then they played the, the Pistons, Pistons twice. Yeah. So they played the Pistons twice in there. So, they haven't played anyone good, really. And the Bulls' schedule coming up is – Knicks, Jazz, Celtics, 76ers, 76ers, Nets, that's Mavericks, fine. That's Warriors. Fine. That's, that's fine. So I, in a week from now, I will, if the Bulls are, they're not going to still be undefeated. That'd be crazy. That's wild if they are. But if the Bulls are still sitting there and we're still like, wow, this team looks great. They're rattling off wins against most teams. I'll change my tune on the Bulls real quick. Again, my whole thing with the Bulls has been, I think it's going to be a weird defensive fit in the playoffs. But if they start off a season, all right. Let me 10, just say this: two or something like that, that'll be impressive. Let me just say this: the obviously, the Warriors at a four and zero start are first in the West, which I was just like, wow, that's kind of wild yeah. to look at. Then you go look, you got the Lamelo brothers first and second in the East with the Bulls at the top at four and zero right now. It's the well, fourth the time. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, bro, because uh, Lamelo. All brothers. Yeah, whatever. You know what it is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Moral of the story is, this is the fourth time in franchise history that the Bulls have started 4-0. The last time they started 4-0 was in 1997 uh, or oh, whatever here we go. with the with MJ. Seriously, all the times that they've been 4-0, MJ was on the team. And I told you right here on this pod that the, Chicago was going to have one of their best seasons since having MJ. And, and hold on, let's just hold out because I think that's going to happen here. I'm not worried about the Bulls' upcoming schedule. I love this team, and I'm not really impressed with their start because I saw this coming. I am impressed with the Warriors' start, though, because I did not see this coming. And I hear a lot of people now saying, well, if Clay comes back and they get all these pieces back in there, the Warriors, damn, no one's going to beat them. Well, let's just pump the brakes on that a little bit. We still got to wait and see what Clay looks like when he gets back, which I'm thinking is still going to be after the, the first of the new year, which, all right, that's still a ways away. Everyone, you're talking about, the hot start in terms of the schedule for the Bulls. So, uh, I would say the Warriors have had a light schedule besides the Lakers as well, and the Lakers are trying to fi- still figure things yeah, out. No, they I, figured I, it out I, last I night. So let's just wait and see here. They still got Kaminga and some of these Wiseman, some of these guys to get back, and they could be a powerhouse for sure up against some of these other teams in the West. But I do think what the Bulls are doing is impressive. I do think they're going to keep it up, and you got to shout 
Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, who I saw is the first player. Hold on. Speaking of all these Ball brothers and everything going on with the Ball brothers, I saw Lonzo Ball was the first player in NBA history to record a triple-double with three separate franchises because he was with the Lakers, with the Pelicans, and now he's with the Bulls, and he's recorded a triple-double with all three of those. So shout-out to Lonzo Ball, who's absolutely balling. We talked about him you know, getting a contract here in the offseason, and I think it's going to pay off. Uh, we'll wait and see how these teams uh, – pan out after another week of the NBA. I saw the power rankings come out. I was confused with those. I, I mean, I just, I don't even have anything to say ESPN, about those. ESPN, Yeah, I think it was ESPN. I mean, I literally have nothing to say about those because I, I just couldn't agree any, I disagree with them completely. Even the NFL's power rankings, I got to get in those oh, today, but I won't take up, so, I won't so take different. up uh, too much of your time with uh, any NFL, anything other than the NBA because I do have some more stuff to get into with it and I know you don't have much time, but yeah, I don't know. The power rankings change so much, I guess, where it's obviously a weekly thing, but still, them. even. I mean, dude, it's just like a wild time. Go look at the current in the NFL. Go look at the current AFC playoff picture. It's actually wild. You got the Bengals, Raiders, Titans, Bills, Ravens, Chargers, Browns. That's literally from first to worst. One through seven right now. That's like, if you could have predicted that through eight weeks of the season, then. Man, you better hit the sports book more often. So, uh, do you have an issue with the Bucks ranked number one in the power rankings? Uh, no. I don't either. Do you have an issue with the Jazz ranked number two? Uh, no. I mean, I've I've watched some of the Jazz. I, I mean, no. I think the Jazz are the most well-rounded team in the league. Yeah, we'll you've covered them before. The playoffs, yeah. But. Um, then they got Nuggets and Nets, which is probably where you're going to Yeah, I disagree with the Nuggets. I cannot believe they're in the top five right now. I saw Jokic get a little banged up. I don't think he's going to miss serious time, but, like, here's the thing with them, bro. Like, they started off with, uh, having a ride on Aaron Gordon and, uh, Michael Porter Jr., which you talked about, and I, they're starting off a little slow, man, and my, Jokic can only do so much, and... Uh, well, also these rankings it looks like came out before this week so they didn't like the nuggets lost against the utah last night and cleveland the night before that and this wasn't including either of those this came out it looks like early monday yeah like so it's just monday game. a load of load of junk yeah it, it's like the first three games for teams but it didn't include the nuggets last two it has yeah nets probably wouldn't be there right now but i don't know they have like the stars so people no. put them up there no. warriors heat Sixers. The Bulls aren't in there? That's crazy. The Bulls. No, the Bulls were 3-0 and when this came out, and they were 10th. They were yeah, that's Lakers, ridiculous. Because they that played the Pistons? Little... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Who's last? Pistons or Thunder? Let's see. That's like the NFL power rankings, not having the Raiders in the top 10, which, I mean, to be fair, I didn't have them in my top 8, but I would definitely have them, like, 9, just outside of that. Like yeah. They're five and two. They're leading the division right now, and with all that stuff going on with Gruden, like it's kind of weird because they were like in a funk, and then they just won two straight games, and now are leading the. They're five and two on a bye, and it's just like, whoa, all right. Like no one really talked about them because all the stuff that went down with Gruden, and I don't know that yeah. even that it, the whole thing now with the NFL and what Goodell said about it, like I got a that's a whole other can of worms for me because it's hard for me to believe that John Gruden is the only guy in the NFL that's ever done anything. Oh, inappropriate enough to lose not. his job and i've been just hearing stuff on like Schefter, and it's like dude it's people that we watch all the time so it's like all right if it's well, really Sheff that corrupt then it's like all right dude whatever like it just seems ridiculous. absolutely bullshit 
the Schefter thing was ridiculous. He emailed, who was it, Bruce Allen? Whoever he emailed was, like, a coach at the time, and he emailed a story to him saying, like, does this look accurate and good? Which I guess is, like, not journalism etiquette, like, basically having someone in your story okay your story. Either way, Rich. I literally needed him to okay. Dude, either way, Rich. Roger Dale coming out and saying, he's like, yeah, we don't want want to release this stuff because we're trying to protect the people that came forward. The dude that's representing the Washington fo- 40 representatives of the Washington football team says that's a lie. So, like, yeah, where I we at? I have like, nothing to say there. That's, I, like, that's not what I was saying. I, I was just, just saying I don't know. It just seems like, like, it just seems so crooked to me. And with such a good NFL season going on and this kind of, like, lurking in the background and, like, I don't know. It just, like, sucks because, like, I don't know. It just, it just, it gets talked about, but, like, it doesn't really because, obviously, there's good games going on and, like, I don't know. It's sports, right? There's so many stuff happening. I don't know. It's just hard to kind of keep up with. Yeah. On the NBA side, we got the Knicks and the Bulls tomorrow. Who you got? Oh, I'm taking the Bulls for sure. I'm hammering the Bulls. I've been been hitting uh, so close to parlays. Maybe we'll hit one on the way up. I did want to touch on – I didn't want to touch on the Lakers without LeBron. Uh, I saw saw Russ had 33-10-8, so everybody can just chill out real quick on that. I'm so sick of, like, Colin – I hear, like, Colin Coher. I watch him a little bit. Some of these people that, like, get paid a good amount of money to talk sports come out here literally just saying, like, oh, Russell Westbrook's game's going to age so bad in the NBA. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, all right, dude, because he plays hard. Like, I don't know. Because he had a couple bad games. Oh, I saw he's everyone's shitting on him because he's shooting 9% from the uh, the three-point line. Hey, you want a fun fact here, uh, Rich? Russell Westbrook is shooting better from three than Damian Lillard this season. So I'm just sick of fucking people saying, oh, man, Russ is so burnt. Like, all right, chill out. Like, I know Damian Lillard's a better shooter than Russ, but, like, they're shooting the same right now. So let this dude get a few games under his belt, play a little bit, and then maybe we can start uh, talking about his game and and how he's playing with his new team. Because all I've ever seen since he's joined new teams is him start kicking it up and his, his game look totally not aging Bit poorly to me so i'm just so sick of people shitting on russell westbrook and then he goes out and has a good game and now it's like oh see this is exactly what this is exactly what the lakers needed this is exactly why they got russ oh see lebron's super happy dude this is only three or four games into the season i told you they're gonna start out a little slow they're looking a little bit better to me i just got to give your guy mellow a shout out real quick was we covered him last time on the podcast but didn't mention that now he's ninth all time in scoring after passing, I think it was Moses Malone in that game in which he was balling out and got them their first W. There you go. Yep. But I love the Lakers. They'll get back up there. I saw they're not even the play-in right now. If you go look at the standings in the NBA, it's actually wild. They're not even in, they're in the 11 seed right now. They'll figure it out. Russell will be fine. LeBron, 80s getting nicked up already. Like, dude's walking bubble wrap. I don't know. Like, I think they'll still be fine. I don't know if they'll be the one seed like I predicted. I hope they will, but it's still so early like you're talking about. We'll see how things go. It's going to be interesting to see how things shake out for me, but I'm still rooting for Russ and the Lakers for sure. Hardcore. You just genuinely need to stop watching those shows because it's like, yeah, I have no response because, like, yeah, I, I, I agree. I had them fourth in the power rankings but also said they're the title favorite because I know they're going to start out slow and I know that if they're healthy, they're going to be good come the playoffs. So, like, Anything we're talking about now, anyone who, like, really wants to talk about basketball isn't going to waste their time talking about, like, LeBron and Russell Westbrook in the first three games. Russell Westbrook's going to start slow. LeBron doesn't even give a shit until, like, ten games before the season's over at this point. So, like, 
just not not even worried about it. Like I'll be worried if they're like in the playing tournament and not even playing well and looking terrible before the season. The only thing with the Damian Lillard thing is uh, Damian Lillard is shooting in his first three games, 0 of 9, 2 of 7, 0 of 8 from 3, which would be, what's that, 17, 25? He's 2 of 25 from 3 in his first three games. Yeah, something's I'm curious. Wrong. Just real quick something's before wrong. this bell, you think he's – what do you mean something's wrong? Like you think he's, he's selling he's the season or what? Like I, there's no he way to get he doesn't have some injury in his wrist, arm, hand. You don't shoot 2 of 25 as Damian Lillard. That's like never happened. That's like – the worst shooting player in the entire league, and he's like the best shooting player in the entire league almost. Uh, I guess making my case for him to be off that 75 team. I mean, yeah, that's not how that works on a three-game sample size, but okay. I think he's trying to get traded out of there, to be honest, but that's just me. <laughs> Come on, that's that's a ridiculous take. That is not if – you, if you pay attention to anything about who Damian Lillard is throughout his career, he's like not the dude that's going to like – play like shit and pretend he wants to be there but like be like oh i hope they trade me for me playing like shit he'd be like bro i don't want to fucking be here like he's a pretty like there's no shot he's tanking his way by missing his threes All it's right. been a tough first few games yeah i got the under on i think he's 28 and a half tonight i got in that game uh for points i got the under on that and a parlay uh okay. i did want to ask you this um thanks for the hookup on uh telling me that p5 finally got league pass that'll be that'll be huge i'll be on mm-hmm. watching mad uh league pass on that i was i've been playing some 2k by the way you're not around game sucks game sucks by the way like none of my friends playing game sucks like is there there's gonna be a new I'm one coming out when like like next like, next fall like yeah dude like i don't know no one even plays games anymore it's kind of whack like we're by the way that's why we're not good when we we meet up like once every two months to play games hey, and like bro, we're not we're gonna get you cooked. don't gotta tell me you, everyone told me like oh you're not gonna play this year you're not gonna grind a guy and then i grind them to 95 right away and everyone else's guys were like 82s the whole time so all right. Like, all right sick guys <laughs> all right well if i've been watching a bunch of league pass you obviously got the national coverage if you know the the I feel like it's not always the same teams on national coverage, but like after a while, it seems like it is once the season goes on. If you had if you had to give me one player, because uh, we've talked about teams to look at on uh, League Pass, uh, if you had to give me one player, you're like, damn, this is a player you should watch on League Pass. Uh, who would that be? John Moran. You're going John Moran too? No, was that yours? Yeah, because I I'm just. I love Ja Morant, and I don't know, Zion hopefully comes back, and I know you're a big Zion guy, but, like, bro, I take Zion every day of the week, any day of the week over, Yo, over we, Zion. We and even this watching this, even watching them, too. That's fine. That's fine. I'll keep it away from, I'll keep it away from Zion. Dude, Ja, and I know he, I know he missed that free throw at the end of the Lakers game, which gave them a much-needed win, so I wasn't really totally mad about it, but at the same time, uh... You know, I think the Grizzlies are going to finish higher in the standings than people are going to think. I know you kind of had them slated at the eight. I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they'll be higher than that. Ja, through his first three games, is averaging 35 points, eight assists, 58% field goal shooting, 44.4 from three, and 81 from the free throw line. Obviously, as I mentioned, he missed a free throw. But damn, dude, this dude is this dude is a bunch of highlight plays after highlight play, averaging that many points, like, and assists, I don't know. I know Zion was averaging, what, 30 points a game last year on unreal field goal percent shooting. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, Jaws game isn't going to age well like Russell Westbrook's because of his style. Because basically Jaws like a young Russ to me, and I love it. But damn, 
Zion's game ain't going to age well either then if he's putting on 30, 40-plus pounds. That's my response to that. So yeah. I don't know what's good. Zion's got a I, bunch of injuries. I'm still rocking with Ja, and I think it's going to play out that way big time based on how Ja's performing right now. Zion ain't even on the court. I said this to my friends at work who are a Knicks fan. I'm pretty sure I said it to you guys at the time. If you were the first pick in that draft, you had to pick Zion because if Zion was what Zion was marketed to be in his first year or two, which he hasn't been because he's been hurt, and you didn't draft that as the GM, you were losing your job on the spot. So whatever GM had the first pick was drafting Zion. But I said the entire time, I hope before we knew the Knicks get the second pick because I am totally fine with getting John Morant. You know the first team's getting Zion. Obviously, we got R.J. Barrett. R.J.'s been good. He's not John Morant, but like, I'm, I'm with you. John Morant's been way better so far. I see him as being better going forward. My only thing with, with it was, if you have the first pick, you have to take Zion because if Zion's what everyone thinks he's going to be, you're fired right away if he looked like that, which he hasn't been, but no one was ever going to take Zion. Yeah, you could be fired real quick the way the Pelicans are looking or if Zion walks out of town real quick, yeah, which right. is also going to yeah, happen. We'll see. we'll see how that goes. David Griffin, things aren't looking great for him over there, but if I had to pick another player so far who's looked really good, I mean, I'm obviously thinking through players I've watched a bunch. I love watching LaMelo Ball, Julius Miles Randall Bridges. And... Hornets are a good team to watch what? League Pass. I said I love yeah. watching LaMelo Ball, Miles Lamello, Bridges, Hornets. I felt like it was almost the cheating answer because last year he was everyone, like the Hornets were everyone's favorite League Pass team. So, like, I agree, LaMelo. But the two players I wa- I've watched a lot of that have been great, Julius Randle and Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's been incredible. Love watching Jalen Brown. He's really good. Yeah, let's um, touch on the Knicks real quick, though. I'm going to start a bell for this because I, I, I'm watching this game. I had the Sixers money line. I you know, I, I Tyrese Maxey, you got to give me you got to give me some credit on Tyrese Maxey though cuz he's looking pretty good. I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll still see how that plays out. I I just saw and and I just got to get this in on the pod cuz I just think this is a little ridiculous stat. Um I saw Ben Simmons and I know there's he's got a lot going on right now. So this is almost I feel bad almost saying this, but he's got literally he's had more girlfriends and he's made three-pointers since he's been in the league since 2017. So like they're talking about him trying to figure his thing out. Yeah, he's probably got some stuff to figure out. Uh, I do think the the Sixers are are basically showing that they need a guy like Ben Simmons, though, out there, like you talked about. So you're proven right at that point, but the dude wasn't doesn't want to be there. So, like, to me, I've been on this side where, like, just, just move the man. Don't force him to play. It's not going to get any better with him kind of getting meshed in chemistry with the team. All this stuff saying that there's a practice jersey instead of his cell phone in his pocket. I don't want to hear that. I don't think he's going to be playing for the team, but that's just that's just how I'm standing. I think they got to move him. They're saying they're not. They'll just wait and see. But stick, making this back to the Knicks, because I'll give you your due right there. The Sixers didn't look great last night against the Knicks without Ben Simmons, something I thought they'd be able to take care of the Knicks, which I, I got some respect for the Knicks, but I'm gaining more and more respect for the Knicks. I had Kemba plus 15 points last night in a parlay. He was looking I nice. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. I had plus 14 and a half points. He's looking really nice for you guys. Julius Randle, most improved player last year. We know what he's going to be. Mitchell Robinson coming back. Uh, Derrick Rose going out there. He's splashing and still looking like playoff Derrick Rose. I love what the Knicks did this offseason. Quickly breaking Maxie's ankles. Yeah, oh, man. You know, here's the thing. It's not that I'm rooting against the Knicks. I just, like, thought that the Knicks would maybe not be able to find themselves in this stacked Eastern Conference. But I'm starting to think, man, they're going to be right there. I definitely got them ahead of the Celtics. I don't know if I have them ahead of the Bulls. But, man, the Knicks are looking real good early on. 
And I we got this bet. We got this bet 100%. If the Bulls, what is it, 63 wins they got to get? 63 wins they got to get. You're wearing a dress on the podcast. Where's Lisa? Oh, yeah. Tell her, yeah. Where's I'll Lisa? Tell her to get one ready. That. Not that they what? have to get 63. No, I'll give it that to you too. I'll give it to you that they get 63 or they have a better playoff showing. So Or they make the, the Eastern Conference Finals. You're wearing so, a dress. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls went lost 4-1 to the big three Miami Heat then. So if they have an equal 63 or showing, wins or Eastern Conference Finals, you're wearing a dress. That's the deal. And I'll throw in, if they don't, I'll throw in, whatever, 20 bucks or something. I don't even know that I'm asking you to do anything. I just think it's so absurd to think that they'd be better than that team. But they've looked amazing so far. All but right. My only thing was who would be better than Knicks or them is I just have more confidence in the long season. If players go down for the Knicks, first players go down for the Bulls, the Knicks just being able to maintain themselves. Because after, hold on, hold on. After you get through, like, the five starters – Patrick Williams and the other big four all-stars on the Bulls. You have Alex Caruso after that, and the bench gets really weak. I know they got your boy A.O. DeSumo or whatever his yep, name yep. is on there. And Caruso. And Caruso. No, Yo, I.O. DeSumo, don't disrespect him, dude. He's nice. Caruso's been actually been really good for them, but I'm just saying, like, you don't have guys that can replace what your starters bring, and the Knicks have so many guys to where, like, yeah, Julius Randle's the main guy. The Knicks have, like, a comparable backup for everyone on their team. They have guys like Alec Burks barely getting minutes. Nerlens Noel hasn't even really played yet. You have Derrick Rose and Kemba and quickly there at the guard positions. Like, the Knicks are a very deep team with really good players at each position. Yeah, so, like, I hear you. A, the playoffs might not go amazing. Like, the, the Knicks' ceiling is probably winning in the Stop disrespecting the, uh, the Bulls and Io DeSumo and Caruso. I saw Zach Levine officially passed MJ for fourth most three-pointers made in franchise history. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So he's on the all-time three-point list ahead of MJ right now is Zach Levine. The uh, Bulls are balling out. Ben Gordon, I'm saying I want to look up. I'm guessing Steve Kerr, Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich. I'm looking it up. Bulls three. Oh, I got another another trivia question for you after this one. Oh, so close. So I had Kurt Heinrich and Ben Gordon right. Steve Kerr was not in there. Scotty Pippen's the other one. Nice. And Zach Levine. Love to hear that. Uh, good stat. Uh, I saw that there's two people on earth that have won an MVP and a rookie of the year in the same year. Can you name them without looking them up? Two people on earth that have won, uh, like any sport, uh, basketball related only. Uh You're my basketball guy. MVP and rookie of the year. Was it Magic Johnson? Nope. Damn, that sucks. Um, MVP, Wilt. Nope. Kareem? Nope. Damn. I thought it had to be one of the big guys. I've, I'll I, give I, you I a hint. I'll give you a hint. One of them's Wait, a, I'll give you a hint. Was it in the last 20 years or no? Yes. W- one of them was and one of them wasn't. I'll also give you another hint. One of the, one of them's in the WNBA and one oh. of them one of them is a coach that just got hired this offseason in the NBA. It wasn't Jason Kidd, it wasn't Chauncey Billups. The fuck got hired. Um, Which is another. I have so many other great trivia questions for you. All right, are you giving up uh, or not? Is it, is it Tim Duncan? Nope. All right, you're out. Eh, eh. I heard this and I was like, wow, this is a great stat because I love this woman to death. It's Wes Unsell Jr. who's now coaching the Washington Wizards, uh, and it's I've Candace Parker. Candace Parker who's an absolute baller and oh, just is coming off a championship with the I Chicago Scott. Candace Parker, who's out calling 
TNT games with the boys and stuff. I love Candace Parker. She's she is great. I absolutely love Candace Parker. My first guess, if you said w- What's yeah, Unsell like, Jr. and Candace Parker? Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten. You know who's I've coaching uh before. the Detroit Pistons right now? is coaching the Detroit Pistons right now. Uh, Dwayne Casey. Got it. Uh, I'm trying to think of another team that I like. Honestly, I didn't know the coach of, and I had to look it up. I know there was like a bunch of new coaches, um, so it wasn't fair. Uh, you told me the one for the Kings, so I honestly didn't know for a minute. Who's the who's coaching the Kings oh, right King, now? Kings has been Luke Walton. They haven't fired him yet. He's still been there for a while. Yeah, like I just like literally haven't watched any uh, Kings games he yet. Should fire him. That's wild. Yeah, I literally, I literally didn't know who was coasting the Pistons, and then I saw that it was Dwayne Casey, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Since when? Maybe since he got years. fired maybe from with the Raptors?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. I did not know he was coasting it's not the Pistons. His first year, it might be his third. Yeah, wild. All right, I know you got to go soon, so I had a couple fun things that I wanted to get in that I was talking about today, and I also wanted to get in a couple game picks maybe yeah, before yeah. you get out of here. Um. So I know you might not watch the World Series, but the Braves haven't been there since 1999. Are you rooting for the Braves or are you rooting for the Astros? Uh, root for the Braves. I used to, um, I don't know, when I'd go and smoke at Duke's house, Smikes would always be watching the Braves. Well, so yeah, Smikes is a Braves fan. I got no reason to root for the Dodgers, so I'll root for the Braves. Smikes is a Braves fan, and it's not the Dodgers, it's the Astros. Why? Well, I keep saying the Dodgers. I, they just played the Dodgers, yes. A hundred percent. I'm not rooting for the Astros. So yeah, the Braves. Yeah, agreed. Um, I didn't, I didn't get this in when I was talking the other day, but I'll throw this in quick. Like I was telling, I saw Chewy at the bar last week, and I was telling them about the Astros. Like it's not, it's not that I'm like mad that the Astros are in the World Series. It's now third time in five years. Um, obviously we know we they cheated for one of them. Um, it's and it's not even now the fact that the, in my opinion, the MLB didn't handle that correctly. It's more the fact that. If they're that good, which it seems that they are, and they went out and cheated, I'll just never have respect for them. Similar to my take on Tom Brady, similar to my take on other sports players, athletes, whatever, any individual that just cheats. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just I just don't have respect in people that are going to cheat. Like, I've played sports am, my whole life. I am, like, let's, I guess I'm glad. a competitor. I'm not going to cheat in a sport, and that's just how I feel about it. And if you do cheat in a sport, particularly a professional sport, I'm never going to have respect for you, and I'm never going to re- root for you regardless of what happens. I did see that the Houston Astros are now 0-4 all-time in Game 1s of the World Series. The only MLB team with a worse record in the World Series of Game 1s is the Mets at 0-5. Shout out Smats. I don't know if he's ever going to come back and talk sports, but if he does, we'll certainly get into that. Uh, Rich, I have to ask you this. Uh, Here's one of the funny ones for today. Um, I assume you saw this. This whole thing with the the Brady Brady 600 touchdown. I know we've been talking a lot of smack on Brady, and I got some more smack for you here. Because this is is absolute BS to me, bro. Uh, You think this is an even trade, and you think that this... this, I don't think uh, it matters. I I think think it matters if it's an even trade. All right, let me just throw in a perspective here that this dude, Mike Evans, that scored a touchdown for Tom Brady's 600th, gave a a ball in... to the stands to a fan who then was, I don't know if he was asked. I think he was asked by another guy to return it. And then in return, Brady and the Bucks organization hooked him up. Brady hooked him up with one Bitcoin. He was also hooked up with two signed jerseys and a helmet signed also from Brady. One signed Mike Evans jersey and game-worn cleats. A thousand bucks to the team store and two season tickets for 2021 and 2022. With one Bitcoin for that one ball. Now, Rich, I ask you, 
if you were as lucky as this guy to have been handed over that football, would you have handed back that football at the time that dude came over and asked you for it? That's the question. Just answer that. I just want to know. I just want to know. I'd like to say no, but it's hard to put yourself in that situation. Like, like sitting here right now, obviously we're all going to be like, no, like you're going to get like you, someone gave you that ball. You're going to get like something back for it. But the other thing is it wasn't yours to have in the first place. So I don't know. All right. You can go and take that route. That's just the dumb route. Because if I'm paying for uh, tickets in the front row and the dudes hand me a football, that's not my problem that the dudes didn't know that they needed to give that football to Tom Brady. Like, bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be feeling bad because I got a football. And here's the thing. If I got a football in that situation and you know how I feel about Tom Brady, I can understand that. I know if I'm handing that football back, I'm sure I'm getting something in return. I'm not just getting nothing based on like what happened. And the dude got hooked up pretty well. I'm like, damn, this dude got a Bitcoin. He got two season ticket passes, a thousand bucks, two signed jerseys that are probably going to be worth about a hundred thousand Whatever, how much money he's got. I mean, they're going to be worth some money. All this stuff that this dude got out of it. He he got some money out of this and some and some pretty nice perks. So I'm, I wouldn't be complaining if I'm this guy. This dude's got it pretty set. All I am saying is, all I'm looking up that this dude's this dude's ball could have been worth 500000 whatever it could have been worth down the road. Like, all right, like. I don't know. To me, in that situation, like I would have, I would have asked for more. Like, and I know it kind of sounds ridiculous, but like, bro, I would have been like, all right, yeah, like you want the ball back. Like, I'll get season tickets for life. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't need a thousand bucks at the team store if I'm already sitting front row. I probably got enough gear. Like, whatever. Like, you're, you're, not, I don't know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like, at this all. is just Obviously, the way I feel about it. And everyone talking about it, I'm just like, yo, what? Like. You can't be First off, you can't be saying can't. this is a fair trade. Like this dude that I don't know. And of course this is Tom Brady that's involved in this shit. Out of all people. I don't even think any of that matters cuz like whatever, he threw it to, what do you want him to do? It wasn't his fault the guy in the stands got handed it. Obviously he's going to want the ball and he gave up <laughs> what's a Bitcoin $65,000. He gave $65,000 out of his pocket and the yeah. guy said, "Yeah, that's so that's the tough part about anyone critiquing it like it's literally a negotiation so it's like well he should have done this well it's like word you weren't the one in there there's many people that would have gotten nothing back for that ball and would have handed it back and there's someone who would have been like hand me a mill right now yeah i would have been like nah yeah yeah nah uh like my thing is like i can tell you if i was put in that situation and that offer was in front of me in my head i would 100 percent know 10 years from now whenever this ball is worth way more than that but in my head i'd also be like how much of a douche am I going to be and keep asking to run up the price when they're clearly giving yeah, me the I hear you. for this thing that I yep. shouldn't have? I hear you. Yep, I hear you. It's it's. I just I just like hearing people talk about it, and that's definitely the proper perspective. But like, I don't know. At, at the, the same day, it's time, negotiation, like, and anyone could argue it all they want, and it's like, word, you weren't the one there. That's how negotiations work. Everyone's going to come out with a different outcome based on what you're asking for and what you argue. So. It is what it is. Well, I think this is another interesting thing about how – so the Monday night football game was also in a rainstorm. It was 13-10. The Saints got out of there with a win. I thought the biggest thing that came out of night, Monday night football was Tom Brady on the Eli Manning uh, Peyton telecast basically saying that he feels like defensive players are like dogs chasing cars. And here's the thing. This is why Tom Brady sets himself up for shit like this, and I just think that it's just funny for me to see and maybe he'll maybe he'll prove all of us wrong and he'll just run through the entire regular season run through the playoffs and win another Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. I honestly don't see that happening. I they might end up 
you know, having a uh, decent record. I don't think they're going to have the one seed in the NFC. And going forward, they're going to have to play some games, harder teams in the playoffs. And saying stuff like this, in my opinion, isn't helping your cause. So Tom Brady can go and flaunt out here all this he wants, put out these, you know, 38-3. to I beat the Bears. I played four rookie quarterbacks or second-year quarterbacks through seven weeks of the season. Like, bro, it's all good. We get it. You're doing some impressive stuff at 44. But, like, some of the stuff he's doing now, honestly, I, I, I a lot of people are like, oh, I love this because he was never able to do this. I fucking hate this because I'm looking at some of this. Him. I think nah. it's pretty, pretty awesome. Ah, dude, whatever, bro. You're just falling into just whatever, bro. You, Dude, it's not. No, because my thing is I would like They don't do that to – here's my Tom like Tomlin no rant. They don't do that to any single other player. No other player. No other player. And I don't want to hear from you. Oh, well, they they're going to cover the best player. player. Well, whatever. He ain't the best player. He ain't the fucking best player. They I don't want to hear he's the best what player. To any other player. What are you just talking about? They don't do what to any other player? They don't do any of the stuff that they do with Tom Brady. Who, who is they? What are you talking don't. I literally don't know what you're talking just about. Just in general. Just in general. What the fuck does that mean? Are you talking about the media? They don't do the stuff they do for Tom Brady for anyone else. Who and what stuff? I don't even know what that means. I just think in general, the way people talk about Tom Brady, the way Tom Brady's covered, the way the things yeah, Tom Brady does. Tom Brady, no other quarterback is doing what Tom Brady's doing right now, which is putting out a video of him beating the Bears with some fucking bullshit uh, Chief Keefe soundtrack. Like, that's, I don't want. That's where it goes beyond football. That's where it's like Tom Brady's the biggest brand in football. Like Giannis Whatever, is the best bro. player right now. LeBron James is the biggest brand in basketball until the day he retires. It will just be that way. So you'll hear more. Like uh, what was the thing? Did you see the video of Shumpert dancing the other day on the ESPN post? Did you see that? No. Oh, it's actually pretty sick. He's on Dancing with the Stars. He's filthy. He's doing some dance thing. But like in order to post it, they put like the tweet of LeBron saying how much he liked it and then do talk about all the stuff about Shumpert. Like they're going to put these guys' names into stuff because it gets them more clicks and more traction. That's how like everything works now. So you're going to hear about Tom Brady way more even if, yeah, he's not the best quarterback. You're going to hear about LeBron way more even if it's like, yeah, Giannis is better. Whatever, dude. It's just how it's going to go. It sucks. But I think it's fun to hear a guy in any sport just like, Kind of just talk shit, especially after we didn't hear him be like that for so long. Just kind of seeing him be different, seeing a different side of someone. I think it's fun. Yeah, I, speaking you know, of uh, LeBron fun. real quick, I saw that uh, he was playing. Z- Zaire Williams is on the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drafted like number 10 or something like that. I did not know that because um, apparently he played with LeBron's son, which is like mm-hmm. just kind of wild. Like I saw he looked over and saw that he was well, out yeah, there. Kind of pick exactly. Yeah. And uh, – that's just kind of funny to me. Like, I know yeah, he hasn't been playing much, but yeah, he got he got drafted. That's only a few games in. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oknight um, hasn't been even touching the floor for the Hornets. So, yeah, dude, yeah, I saw that Tom, Tom Brady literally he's twenty two years pro. No, seriously, I need to throw this in oh, here. God. And he was playing Justin Fields, who is twenty two years old. Tom Brady was literally winning bowl games when Justin Fields was born. That's actually wild. Like, yeah. it's kind of the same thing I'm just talking about with LeBron now on the floor with a dude that his son played with in high school. Like, what the Dang. fuck? Like, like what a wild time we're living in right now, as my dad was saying on the way back from the dump. Um, the NFL trade deadline's coming up, Rich. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Thursday night football game and if you think the Green Bay Packers have a chance now that Adams and Lazard are on the COVID list, uh, which, by the way, COVID 
is definitely still a thing. I saw Matt Nagy is out now with COVID this week. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. There's a few coaches that have been out with it. And most importantly to mention here that all these coaches are required to be vaccinated. So um, not sure about Devonte Adams and Lazard's uh, vaccination status. Uh, I know that they're not able to play this Thursday, and I'm sure that's going to impact that Thursday night football game, but we'll see. Uh, well, Rich, I did want to ask you about uh, whatever I was saying before that, which was um, the NFL trade deadline and Deshaun Watson, which is like the main name coming up right now. Uh, I saw that the Panthers aren't uh, expected to pursue Deshaun Watson in a trade because he's going to waive. He has a no trade clause. We've covered him on the podcast. We all know that now he's got this situation on the off the field. Uh, Roger Goodell saying that he's not enough to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. I think is ridiculous. Uh, the dude's going to get suspended at some point. And if you're trading for him, he's not going to play this year. Is, I assume is what the thing is. I don't know if he's going to get moved or not, but there's a lot of talks of it. And basically the only talks of it would be to Miami. Um, you know, I think that's just like a bad move. Not only, not because I think, uh, because I've been high on Tua before, um, more because I think that you don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson yet. And Tua over his last two games, even though technically they lost both, uh, heartbreakers in a way, six touchdowns, only three interceptions, 620 yards, 74.7 74.7 completion, two go-ahead fourth-quarter touchdown drives, fourth-best uh, pro football-focused f- QB grade. So, I don't know. I think he's playing better. I think it's too early to give up on some of these guys. Even uh, how I've talked about Daniel Jones before with the struggles of the Giants, I'm not saying they're going to win, a- rattle off a bunch of games, but I do think Daniel Jones has deserved a shot to stay as the quarterback. Uh, similar to how I feel about Tua. And you go and move off these guys, even for a guy like Deshaun Watson, who is definitely going to be better and is like a top five quarterback, arguably like, yeah, if he's available, like what is he going to be? So I don't know. I think this whole stuff coming on Deshaun Watson is going to go right back under the rug where it was for a while. Once the trade deadline passes, I'm just hoping OBJ gets moved. That's just, that's my, that's just my thing. I hope OBJ gets moved. Uh, Even to the Packers would be good. Uh, Some type of contender would be good. Just, to see OBJ catching balls or doing anything again would be good. I just don't think it's going to happen in Cleveland. I thought it could, but I, yeah. I, Baker, I don't know what's going on with Baker now. Uh, I just don't believe in it. I just want to see the man do well, to be honest. So that's just me. Yeah, I've been starting OBJ in my school fantasy league. It's like three that's wide tough. receivers plus a flex. And my team's pretty good, but I keep being like, all right, it's a good week. Landry's out. Like, they got it this week. And I, the last two weeks is when I've finally been like, all right, I'm not fucking doing this anymore, dude. But I would love to see him get traded, too. There's a few guys. Brandon Ayoko I'd like to see get traded from the 49ers. He was amazing last year, and he's just getting that's a good one right now. Like, Devo Samuel's really good. I'm not saying Brandon Ayuk's better, but, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I thought Brandon Ag was a that's a good one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I, I, when's Nick Chubb coming back? Because I know Kareem Hunt's going to be out for Nick, a little bit. That Nick dude, Dearness Johnson or whatever, like he'd be an RB one on like four or five teams in my opinion. Cool. Like Dearness Johnson, the dude that is the third uh, string running back that literally won them the game up against the Broncos. Literally, I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Yeah, I think Nick Chubb's back this week, but they're saying Dearness Johnson will probably be like the Kareem Hunt role for a little while. Yeah. So he's not getting traded. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's definitely a good one. Uh, saw Flacco get traded back to the Jets. That's like the only trade that went down so far. Which shout out Barry, of course. If it wasn't bad enough, now you got Flacco quarterback in your team for the next month again. Oh man, that must suck. Oh uh, jeez. 
Shout out Kyle Pitts, by the way. We I talked a little bit. Here's the thing. I, I want to ask you this because we've talked about this on the podcast here for a second. I got Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team. Uh, you know, I, I was on the, you know, Atlanta should draft a quarterback train. Like, even though I thought Kyle Pitts was going to be the real deal, I saw he hasn't dropped a pass since week 10 of 2019 when he was at Florida. And I saw what he was doing this past week. I saw what he's doing the week prior in London up against the Jets. I mean, he's making some big time one handed catches. Looking pretty elite for a tight end spot. Uh, I mean, if Matt Ryan could just not turn the football over and the defense could play better and you can trade yeah. for a running back if you're the Falcons, I think you could compete in in some of these, if not all, football games. And I like Kyle Pitts, dude. I, I, I'm not saying I believe in Matt Ryan and you're going to win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan again or get to a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. I think you're going to need to up, upgrade the quarterback in order to utilize the most out of Kyle Pitts. But Kyle Pitts has been looking pretty impressive, and the Falcons have turned it around. They're uh, three and three this week. You got Carolina at Atlanta this week. Carolina on a four-game losing streak, taking on Atlanta this week. Divisional game. I got Atlanta in this game. T- yeah. Be- even with Carolina on. swirling with Sam Darnold, you got Atlanta as well. Turn yeah, it around. Give me the team with above five hundred. Are you big? Co- yeah, you big Cordell Patterson fan. Yeah. He's been balling. He's given me some nice DraftKings weeks this year. He, he ain't been doing no Cooper Cup, which he's on pace for the most fantasy wow. points by a wide receiver in a single season in NFL history. I saw Cooper Cup through yeah. three games, had like five touchdowns or some wild, I don't know, some yeah, I wild stat. That can't be sustainable, but we'll see. <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to be sustainable. Yeah, first player in Rams history with five-plus TD catches in the first three games since 1951. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch with six. Of course. The Cooper Cubs been that guy, bro. Matt Stafford's been that guy. Rams are legit. Yeah. I got them as the best team in the NFC right now, for real. Even I with the Cardinals the undefeated. Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that game. But you got the Cardinals beating Green Bay, even with all these guys out, COVID and whatnot. Yeah, I'll be honest. If they were playing, like, in the Super Bowl today, like, obviously that can't happen. If they were playing on a neutral territory today like yeah maybe i'd pick the rams but if we're doing like a ranking a power ranking i gotta take the cardinals because the cardinals the cardinals beat the rams this year right they played already i'm pretty sure in the cardinals once and they're undefeated so i'll, I'll just take them but i, I get it i get saying like you think you like the rams better to come out the nfc i'm not sure if the rams and the cardinals played yet but I they, they did could very well have cardinals games yeah, they did. 37 to 20, October 3rd, beginning of the month. Ram Cardinals won. Yeah. I do remember that. That's the only that's the Rams only loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it that's why I'm saying if I'm doing a rankings, I'll put the Cardinals above them just off they haven't lost and they beat that team, but Yeah, like, no, I agree on that, but I just think I'm, that I think I that uh come playoff time if they were playing like in the NFC Championship today. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Deshaun's going to be on the, t- the Dolphins. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I have no. I mean, I've had the same answer forever on that. Like, I don't, I don't fucking know. You see like, Kawhi Leonard's dropping a uh, album Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's something. And he also has his own energy drink. You going to try it? It's hitting stores apparently this week. I never really have energy drinks, so like probably not. But like. I don't know. Maybe if I like saw it right in front of me and I was like, okay, I guess I'll try it. But probably not still, honestly. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. All right, brother. Uh, 
got this is actually a wild stat that I saw that I need to read off to you. Uh, you know, games with 90-plus completion percentage th- with thir- with at least 30-plus attempts in an NFL game. Derek Carr has two of them. Every other quarterback in NFL history combined has one. Is that even possible? Is that even fucking possible? And if that's actually true, damn, put some respect on this man's name, Derek Carr, and the Raiders. With everything going on with the Raiders and them being 5-2 and two on a bye, I think the Raiders are legit. I, I I was on them, then off them. I'm back on them, bro. I mean, I feel bad for Gruden, but not really. I mean, I doubt he's the only guy saying bad shit, but, like, he was saying some bad shit, probably had to go. Yeah. Uh, Raiders turned it around real quick when I thought they were going to spiral out of control. I mean, I'd say at the end of the day, regardless of how you feel about, like, if he should have let, been let go for what he said, at the end of the day, if you lose the respect of the people in your locker room, then you're oh, no for longer sure. valuable as a coach. So yeah. whether you think this stuff was bad enough for him to get fired or not, he still had to be fired. Because if 15 of the dudes in the locker room hate you, then yeah, uh, it already course. isn't working. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they show, he coached a game after that news came out, and they got they lost a game. In my opinion, they should have won. They should be 6-1 and, and one right and now. And that was without all the details. And like, they should be 6-1 and one right worse. now. So the people being like, oh, he shouldn't have been fired. It's like, dude, it, even if he wasn't fired, like three weeks would have gone by, and the team would have looked disjointed, and he would have been fired then anyway for that. So, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at some spreads tonight. You got any good beats for tonight before you get out of here? I haven't looked at much yet. I'm looking through it right now. See if no injury news yet. No one's been ruled out, unfortunately. Um, oh, you know what I also need to mention? that Since you didn't uh, watch the World Series game last night, and I just need to tune you in on what yeah. happened. Charlie Morton, the starting pitcher for the Braves, he got hit with a liner on the, like in like the third oh. inning in, in the leg. And... Okay. Uh, he ended up breaking, fracturing his fibula. He pitched 16 more pitches after he got hit in the leg, had a strikeout, a line out, and another strikeout, and then went limping off the field with a fucking broken fibula in the third. And I swear to God that shit happened last night. I cannot believe you you don't even know this. You don't watch any morning sports news. You don't even turn on the news because you probably would have heard about that if you were watching some news. Damn, bro. You missed a wild one last night. What? I can't hear you. Uh, I don't know. Now I can hear you. What? I usually wake up, start my work, and then listen to like some like podcast or NBA stuff or drafting stuff. Just uh, I never listen to like ESPN really anymore. The only ESPN I watch is like clips from ESPN that get posted on YouTube from like Max's show and stuff like that. So like ten minutes clips of stuff I want to watch. And I would never click in the baseball one. Yeah, the Braves yeah. The Braves are actually a wild story, man. And the fact that when I go and look I saw a map on Twitter of like the people rooting for who to win the World Series. It's literally everyone for the Braves besides Texas, Louisiana, and I think Delaware, that small little sliver out there. Uh which I found pretty hilarious. Uh considering the fact that 17 of the 26 players expected to be on the Astros World Series roster can be traced back to ex-GM Jeff Ludlow, even though they say that there's only a few players that are still technically there. I don't know. Whatever. To me, it's just a a whole crock of shit for the Astros. But they're there. You got to respect it. I just hope they don't win it. Um, I'll be watching hoops tonight because you got 10 games, but I'll be flipping back and forth, I guess, to check because I'll have some... Braves money line going tonight. 
Max Freed. Yeah. Too many hoops to be flipping back and forth for baseball for me. But yeah, there's some stuff I like here. We got the um what do we got? The Suns. They're favored by seven and a half on the Kings. The game's in Phoenix. The Suns are like one and two right now, have gotten off to a slow start. I think the Suns get right spot for them. Obviously, the money line's better, but it's not good odds on that. Oh, so. my God, Rich. You're risky right off the bat, huh? Go, going with an eight-point cover? For the Suns on the Kings? I think so. But, all right, we could see we could see where we stand on. I'll do, uh, I'll, I'll do the Suns money line. We'll see what it comes out to. But I might switch that to the spread on that. Sheesh. Uh, we got the Lakers against the Thunder tonight. I'm expecting Anthony Davis to sit and LeBron to play since it's a back-to-back. And they Hold on. LeBron last night. Let me pause but, my recording here, and I'm going to pull out my phone. I'll be right back. I'm going to do a little solo spurt. We'll be right back in the Seggy Station. Hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seggy Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is a dog. Shout the rescue out to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, nothing promotes true home happiness in a household, but I love a companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this. Get yourself a little pet friend like mine. I drove in my shelter, pound, and nursery. Save their life, and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Solomelo Ball is starting his own scholarship program for a student pursuing communication or sports management at Long Island's University Rock Nation School. They received four years of tuition, fully funded by LaMelo. As I mentioned, the Bulls, Lonzo, Hornets, LaMelo, first and second in the East currently. As LiAngelo was currently loved by the Hornets organization after being signed by them this offseason during the summer. He was waived by the Hornets before the start of the season. LaVar is currently selling, I told you so, themed shoes for $6.95 to $8.95. Just to catch you up on the ball, brothers and family. Saw the Washington football team report will not be released, according to Roger Goodell. And he also says that he is doing so to protect the ones that came forward during the investigation. Some very questionable stuff going there by the NFL. Saw Kali Lloyd, as I mentioned, Captain Amazing. United States Women's National Team career with a victory 6-0 yesterday. Shout out Carly Wood. Shout out Kansas Parker. Shaw, Rob Manfred defers on the Braves' use of the chop gesture, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Well, I don't think anybody in the stadium is offended. I don't think anybody watching that is native american is offended that the fans are supporting the braves and their logo and that just seems pretty wild to me where we've gotten now with obviously the washington football team having to change their name away from the redskins and every single logo with an indian or related to native americans needs to get changed i'm just not for that i mean it doesn't make sense to me i've personally heard that People that are connected to those feel honored by those logos. And if we're just going to start changing them all the time, people are just so so damn sensitive, man. Like I'm hearing Marshawn Lynch saying fuck or shit a couple times on ESPN and now all of a sudden he can never come back on. It's like, bro, 
you know how many people are watching rated movies where people are swearing podcasts whatever you're gonna go and just your neighborhood gas station and people are swearing like it's just what it is people swear unfortunately that's what it is and where we are in society nowadays people swearing on social media swearing all over the joint i think you should not look a frown upon someone because they're swearing um that's i just don't believe in that i saw texans chairman apologizes texans chairman i'm sorry apologizes for anti asian remark which i don't understand why he's apologizing why he's just not removed because that's different than i had that right after that read for a reason because that to me is different than the chop gesture the situation manfred finds himself with with the braves and all the pushback on social media as the braves are playing in their first world series since 1999 winning game one and now all everybody wants to talk about is the fan gesture and that's so disrespectful and it's like bro come on man grow the fuck up why don't we talk about the astros cheating a little more than talking about the fan gesture of the Braves? like i don't know that's just me seems ridiculous i don't know i got some more solo smoke try to get into loving this instrumental by the way Seggy Station, appreciate all love and support for it as always. You can follow along. Got a live version up on my Twitch stream, powered by StreamYard. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. You can check it out there. Also, follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Should have a post up shortly after, and we'll have the podcast up shortly after that on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully, you get your podcast there. Want to rip through a few more solo segments here. Edit my timer, knock it down a little bit. Don't need as much time when I'm solo. Fire up the recording. Touching on the MLB, how I feel about the Braves. Um, I'm sorry, how I feel about the Astros. So I have the Braves winning the World Series because of how I feel about the Astros because I'm not going to root for them. Um, You know, as I mentioned in that, Pretty impressive game one in terms of history being made. Uh, Here's a sport that's over 120 years old we're talking here. Um, And the Braves, honestly, what they have going on is a pretty impressive story. They lost Ronald Acuna Jr. to a torn ACL in which everyone basically thought their season was over at that point, as did I, um, where they were literally... 56 and 55 on August 6th and at that point in time one game over 500 you're not thinking you're gonna make a run to the World Series well they went 43 and 21 since August 1st including the postseason with obviously some impressive wins up against some powerhouses in the MLB including the Dodgers a lot of people saying the Dodgers best team ever constructed in baseball a lot of injuries towards the back end didn't help but Eddie Rosario being acquired on July 30th by the Braves certainly helped with his three home runs this postseason, 11 RBIs, uh, 474 percentage, batting percentage, 131 on base percentage. I don't know. Got to be great. He's been great. As I mentioned, Jorge Soler, Charlie Morton's been great. That's going to be a tough loss, but they did get the win. Got Max Freed on the mound tonight. Freddie Freeman's been elite for them. 
Threw down, I think, five bucks for Freddie Freeman to be the MVP of this series. Didn't have a great uh, game one, but uh, we'll see if he can bounce back tonight. Hoping he can. Uh, as I mentioned, a lot of people around the country are rooting for the Braves. Um, obviously, probably based on what has happened with the Astros. And to me, I think a lot of people have swept that under the rug a little bit too quick, particularly in the MLB and obviously being there three out of the last five years and has been pretty impressive. Um, but they also have lost, as I mentioned, four straight game ones in the world series, zero and four. And the only team to have a worse record in those situations is the Mets at zero and five shout out my guy, Chu. I know he's watching the MLB. Hopefully I'll come back and watch, talk some more sports with me soon. Uh, enough baseball talk for today. Did want to touch on the Mike Tomlin soundbite, which I have, which I need to play because it's absolutely elite, and I love Mike Tomlin. And when I saw this, this is why I didn't talk about it because I knew this was just exactly how Mike Tomlin was going to respond to the fact that people were rumoring him to want the USC vacancy head coaching job. Take a listen to this. Gotta love Mike Tomlin shooting that down like that. Um, you know, where he's wrong is probably there's not a blank check big enough to get him to do that. Um, money always talks. But money isn't always important. The most important factor for all people, I think that's important to mention. The Steelers have had three coaches since 1969, including Mike Tomlin, Bill Coward, and one other uh, guy like off the top of my head I'm missing right now, but three coaches, Mike Tomlin, been to two Super Bowls, won one. It's obviously a historic franchise. I don't see Mike Tomlin leaving for the USC job. I do think it's slightly disrespectful, as he mentioned in that soundbite, to even be asked that, is they're not asking other white Super Bowl head coaches if they're going to go take college jobs. Um you know, if Mike Tomlin did so happen to get let go by the Pittsburgh Steelers, he'd get hired in the NFL in a quick second. Uh, so I thought that was kind of disrespectful, and I'm glad Mike Tomlin handled that soundbite the way he handles most of his soundbites, which is absolutely phenomenal. I uh, did want to touch on the power rankings in the NFL quick before I touch on the Thursday night football game. Um... Saw the NFL release its power rankings through week eight. They have the Cardinals in the one slot, Bucks in the two, Rams three, Packers four, Bills five, Cowboys six, Bengals seven, Ravens eight, 
Titans 9, Chargers 10. Do the NFL through eight weeks, through eight weeks, eight weeks of the season. Tom Brady, 2,275 passing yards, leads the league in passing yards, slightly ahead of Derek Carr, who I mentioned with an unbelievable stat today. Uh, two games above 90 percentage completion percentage with 30 plus attempts uh he has two games such of those only one other game has ever been done by those in all other quarterbacks in nfl history and that's if that's a true stat that's an unbelievable stat and deserve some respect on the fact that he's not only second in the league right now but has the raiders at five and two stafford slightly behind with the rams 2172 uh 1072 mahomes and kyler murray rounding out the top five and those categories, um, we'll see if the Arizona Cardinals can get what is going to be a COVID-wounded Green Bay Packers team this Thursday night. At home are the Arizona Cardinals with all those situations going on for the Green Bay Packers. I find it hard for the Green Bay Packers to be able to win this game on a short week on the road, regardless of the fact that they have Aaron Rodgers, regardless of Aaron Rodgers talking and smacking the way he is. Even after the way they got blown out in week one, rattling off six straight wins, uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals will deserve their respect for the one slot going forward if they continue to win. I see them potentially being 10-0 if they can get through the Green Bay Packers this Thursday night, which I think they do now that the fact Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard are out in this game due to COVID. So the issue I have then is with the Tampa Bay Bucks being ranked two, um, even though going forward I can see that. Um, potentially surfacing based on overall record. I'm not so sure I'm going to go that far. I'm thinking the Saints maybe can give them a scare this week. Saints are at home. Uh, Saints got a lot to prove. Jameis Winston, four games this season as a starter with no turnovers. He had four such games with no turnovers combined in 2018 and 2019. He's turned down the turnovers a bunch. I get it. They're only winning games, some games close, but Saints still a factor in that division, in my opinion, and they will take on the Buccaneers this week. After that video being posted by Tom Brady, after all these things kind of going on with Tom Brady, some of his guys being out, I could potentially see this as a trap game for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They ain't gonna win. They ain't gonna go 17 and 0. That's for damn sure. And I don't think they're gonna go 16 and 1. I see a few more losses in their schedule, and this could potentially be one. Uh, if they lose this, I'd be curious to see if a lot of people would have them at the two slot, above the Ram, above the Packers, even with what could potentially happen to them on Thursday Night Football, above the Buffalo Bills, which I find extremely disrespectful with the fact that they're going to now probably go on a three-game win streak, even after a tough loss to the Tennessee Titans, who are definitely legit and deserve to be in the power rankings. I'm not so sure if they're right in the perfect spot at nine, currently slightly ahead of the Chargers, slightly behind the Ravens, but ahead of the Bengals. Cowboys got to show some respect, but I'm a little worried about what's going on with Dak Prescott and his calf. Even though everything will probably be fine, you never know with the Cowboys, and that seems to always come back and bite them. Even though they still have, I think, a three-game lead on every other team in the division at this point. Just seven games through the season and heading into Week 8, which is pretty, uh, pretty atrocious, but... Yeah, no, my rankings, which I read off to Rich, would be Bills, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Bengals, Bucks, Cowboys, Chargers. I'd probably go Titans 9, uh, Raiders 10, because I think the Raiders deserve to be in the top 10, and I'm very surprised they're not in the NFL power rankings top 10.
Um, but yeah. Uh, gotta mention this college football overtime real quick before I get out of here because I was watching this game. Obviously covered it a little bit here when I was on the pod the other day. Uh, college overtime rule, two-point conversions after three overtimes, I think it is, or whatever their overtime rule is. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I know that Penn State-Illinois game, no one wanted to score. It turned out whack, but you see in professional NFL teams tying after a entire overtime period of sudden death. This was just too extra for me. Uh, yeah, they try and say it's exciting, all this stuff. I mean, still hitting the under in nine overtimes is an FBS record. Uh, is just kind of not fun. Like, I don't know. You got to change the overtime rule or just make them tie sooner. Like, if the NFL is doing it, why can't you do that in college? Maybe it'd shake up more things for your college football committee meetings, which are going to start taking place this Saturday. And I guess you'll have your first official rankings coming out this weekend, maybe on Monday, whatever it is, after these games. Uh, regardless, it's don't really matter because you're going to have, like I mentioned, Georgia and Bama in that situation to find themselves in the college football playoff, which remains at four. So you got two other spots open right now. A lot of people worry about Cincy, who's going to have to go undefeated all the way through and through to potentially even get into the playoff. And that's not even necessarily guaranteed without how Ohio State's been with a couple other undefeateds as well. Michigan, Michigan State facing off this week in the college football landscape on a Saturday um it's they got some good matchups they got some good stuff but they definitely need to change some rules particularly expand the playoff as i mentioned but overtime rule is something that's got to go something that's got to change and definitely doesn't bring any more excitement to what i do think is an exciting saturday slate sport um then catching up on it more talking a bunch of smack on it uh recently um definitely not as good as the nfl um, a lot of the spreads, a lot of the games, a lot of the matchups to me are just not something I want to be following. Um, I am following it because I have more time on a Saturday now, but if I didn't, I certainly would not. Uh, Sundays are certainly way more important. NBA, um, NHL, World Series would come more ahead of that for me, even with a lot of these interesting college football stories out there like how weak this damn draft is um pretty damn weak in my opinion heading to the nfl draft be a lot of skill position players d players linemen i don't know yeah i don't know i'd be going through just running random stuff today which i was what nine of what i get 10 or nine yeah nine of 13 this past week in picks not terrible justin fields five turnovers not ideal uh golf's returned to la had an l giants got a dub patriots stack it on the jets Miami takes another tough loss. Six, six straight L's for Miami. Tennessee with a big blowout on Kansas City. Now back-to-back -back wins against Buffalo and Kansas City. Derrick Henry with a passing TD. I mean, week started with the Browns taking care of the Denver Broncos, who literally weren't able to beat Case Keenum and Dearness Johnson, third-string running back. Uh, Packers taking care of the football team. 
Ravens taking a big time L to Cincinnati, which was very impressive. 41-17. Philly takes an L to the Raiders. Rams, as I mentioned. Houston's terrible. Bears, not great. Indy with a huge Sunday night football win over uh, San Fran, which San Fran's in some serious trouble in that division. Same with Seattle. It's looking like that division might not be the most competitive one this season unless Russell Wilson can get back pretty quick and Trey Lance can get out there. Because other than that, Jabril Pepper's out, torn ACL for the season. That's perfect. Perfect news. Yeah. I'm probably going to get out of here for the day. I don't have much more sports to talk about. Got more stuff to do this week. Got a golf tournament to play in tomorrow, hopefully. Got to help my new neighbor move in, hopefully, this weekend. Do some stuff there. Be watching sports through and through. Hopefully pick up a couple shifts because that's been tough. I haven't been working as much, but starting out a new job soon. You can come check me out at Essex Indoor Golf Center. Pretty sweet spot over there. So there's not much golfing to be doing another month or so from now. Uh, indoor is where it's at, at least for the wintertime. Uh, cool little spot over there. Got a bar, full bar, food truck getting set up. So virtual golf there. Should be fun. I've worked a couple training shifts. I'm looking forward to it. Gonna have to figure out something after that, though, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I got a lot of stuff that I'm figuring out right now. It's kind of like a weird time in my life, uh, for sure. Trying to figure out a bunch of stuff. Not only staying true to the sports and the podcasting, but trying to work on... I got to the dentist on Monday, trying to budget all this stuff out and clean up around the house. And it's just a whole bunch of big-time stuff that no one likes dealing with uh particularly when you're dealing with uh i don't know being lonely depressed and shit because i mean let's just face it anybody that knows me at this point knows that's what it is and it's just been tough especially on a day like today would have been my mom's birthday it's always kind of a weary day for me this month is always kind of a weary day for me in general so Other than that, I've been doing actually pretty decent considering uh, losing my job or switching jobs and dealing with all that other personal stuff and not really having anybody around or many people to do anything with or chill with besides a couple doggos and my brother and my friends when they want to come around and podcast. Yeah, it's been... uh, been a lot of time working on myself as I mentioned trying to take care of myself a little bit more enjoy the things that I like doing which are watching sports following sports talking sports getting stuff done as I need to kind of figure out things for myself and going forward you know uh, yeah I mean I have really better days bad days uh, sports help for sure. People following along and supporting my podcast uh, means a lot for sure. And kind of everything that's transpired for me over the last, what, four years of my life now has been kind of wild. Uh, but I've been feeling better about it just because now I'm not as upset with 
where I was working, um, which just took a toll on my overall health and just life in general, which was just not good. Uh, so yeah, I might not be making as much money or money right now, but we'll get things right and hopefully find a better spot financially uh, for me, but trying to just figure things out going forward for myself, um, you know, being able to have the confidence, like I mentioned multiple times, to continue to talk sports and have a podcast means well for me, and my mom would be very proud of me wanting to do that and continuing to do that. Um, continuing to get myself tatted up here and sleeve tatted up is something that is not a lot of people know about besides like my family, brother, now my dad, a couple of my friends, but means a lot to me. I continue to kind of fight through that battle uh, as long as I don't pass out. And yeah, I should probably reach out to my neighbor today. I haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, that'd be a Good thing to do today, burn a little time until the sports come on. As there's plenty of them tonight, as I mentioned. 10 NBA games, World Series game two, Monday night, Thursday night football, I'm sorry, tomorrow. And then obviously college football trickling in on Saturday, Sunday. It's amazing how much time goes by. Halloween's on Sunday. Pretty wild, already the end of October, Halloween, November, Thanksgiving right around the corner, Christmas, another year gone by, 2022 right around the corner. Pretty wild, wild times, wild sports stories, keeping it wild always here on the Seggy Station, stay authentic and everything will fall into place, much love for everybody, showing love to the podcast, appreciate all the love and support as always, that's all I have for the airwaves today, appreciate all listening as always, that's all I had to say, just a man with a nickname, peace and love, everybody stay safe out there, barely even know how to get out of here anymore, but I'm still here doing it, much love for supporting it, Seggy Station.